welcome back everybody to three men and their babies three dads three very different scenarios a little change this week it is only two men and their babies as i'm only here with benny benny how you doing we lost adam we did no, he's dead, very everybody. Misleading. he is yeah he's died he died in a uh, snowboarding accident in the weekend in switzerland terrible oh, what way absolutely. To go. terrible terrible yeah I mean, he wasn't snowboarding at the time. A snoboarder crashed into him while he was sat having a, a pray ski. He was just, yeah, sat in a cafe in Switzerland and a, uh, a snowboarder crashed in. Now, he's not dead, obviously. He's being sued by all the people <laughs> he makes fun of for his uh, baby advice at the end of the show. So I think the family of those people from last week, from the 1870s, have decided to uh, file a suit against him for defamation. So Akuma has come back and done the uh, Raging Demon on him, and now he's in hospital. <laughs> yeah. No, do you know what? I think it's appropriate this week that he's not here because he's doing actual dad things, which is he is being I a father. He's being a father, which is great because I do wonder how many dads would still say, "Well, I've got to record a show, kids. I'm sorry." <laughs> like, like, <laughs> That'll be me. That'll I've be me in about three weeks. Yeah, leave me was alone. That the ba- to talk was to that my the baby's crying? No, it's podcast time, babe. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. What do you mean your boobs are really sore? You'll be fine. <laughs> Just figure it out. Figure it out in a bit. But. No, it's good. It is good that he's uh, he's actually dadding, which is uh, which is yes. why he's not here. But some people want us to cancel the podcast today. But for millions and millions and well, actually, probably just hundreds of listeners, we thought we've got to put something out. Yeah, like I said before, it's a nice little respite for people in this uh, this bullshit time, which is now easing slightly, which is good. Hooray! But it's nice to have something to something else to focus on now and again, which is what we kind of wanted to do as part of the reason why we enjoy doing the show. And exactly. coming out of lockdown now is even easier for me, Benny, because I am fully, fully vaccinated. I am now part of oh. the uh, societal elite. Why are you even talking to me? I know. it's. I, I think it's a contractual thing now. I did speak to my counsel and they advised I should in case you wanted to, <laughs> in case you wanted to sue. So. I shall now do the entire podcast from a kneeling position. <laughs> I, will, I, I will turn around in my about, chair, face towards Cheshire that. and just kneel down. Yes, bow at the uh, bow at the altar of me. <laughs> <laughs> kiss the ring, kiss the. That you know you should ki- kiss the uh, kiss where I had the jab, kiss the needle, kiss the needle <laughs> spot. <laughs> Maybe suck some of that uh, vaccination goodness out of it. Actually, yeah, good point. Yeah, you can't do that in case you nick me. I'm not having that. <laughs> I, just in case anybody was wondering, I work for the NHS. That's why I've been as a, as I'm only forty years old. That's why I've been fully vaccinated. Only before. Maybe well, yeah. Before maybe, uh, but before maybe some other people. But yeah, that's why I go into two hospitals regularly, and I go into a special school regularly. So I have to be vaccinated, not for my benefit, for other people's benefit. I can't be passing it on to who well whoever's there, basically. So that's why I've been vaccinated. But I think we're on the way out of it now, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. But uh, whereas I travel around the uh, county all day visiting many elder people or younger people or people with varying health conditions i haven't got any vaccination this is bullshit have you not had, you not had one yet no no not even one Damn, uh, blossom the other day got invited to have her one and she went to the um the midwife last um wednesday just to have a checkup of her uh, when she went to the hospital the week before her blood pressure was a bit high so they wanted to they took her booked her a special uh meeting with the midwife in just to Double check that. Check her. Check her wee wee as well. Make sure that everything was there, okay. And she brought it up to the midwife, saying that she had the invitation to have the her first vaccination. But our thought on it was, well, her thought on it was that 
it might be a, a live vaccine, so you might infect the baby while it's in the womb. And the midwife said to her, like, it's not, but they haven't done any testing on it, so it's basically up to you. And she, and Blossom, bless her, has erred on the side of caution and not gone for it. She'll have it as soon as baby's plopped out, I'm sure. I think that's a wise decision. I won't, I'm yeah. not sure what the people who are having babies would have done but i think yeah we would i would have said suggested the same thing to sarah you've gone this long yeah. and you're so close anyway it's it's exactly. literally like so two, two weeks, two weeks away. tomorrow is due date yeah it's two weeks away you've gone this long it's like crazy. just just be careful for the next two weeks and you'll be okay kind of thing neither of us well we've both had one time each where we've had to um self-isolate so blossom had to self-isolate back in I think it was July, basically when all the pubs and everything open, uh, restaurants, and she works in a coffee shop. So um, basically, like the week after her coffee shop opened, she had to self-isolate because someone who she worked with brought it into work. That's very good of them, very clever. Oh, very nice. And then I had to self-isolate. I think it was New Year's Eve I had to start self-isolating, which is a little bit upsetting. Uh, Blossom was literally like on her way round to my house, and I said, and I had to call her and say, "Don't come round. I've got to self-isolate." But you know, we've both been like good and clever and safe about it all. I was slightly concerned today, as I just knew what was going to happen, and I just had the news on for ten minutes, and it just showed just masses and masses of masses of people. And they interviewed Sky News interviewed a woman who said, "Well, I've had bumper vaccinations, but I've got COPD, which is basically <laughs> a lung. My dad has it. It's basically a lung issue. Yeah, my dad um, has it." Know, yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah, my dad also has it, <laughs> and yeah, it's a, it's like a lung issue, and you know, he struggled to breathe and everything. And she was just sat there next to her son, no mask, in these masses of people, <laughs> and she said, "Well, I was a bit concerned about coming out, but then my said, said my son said I should come and see him, so I did." And then the son, <laughs> and then the son chips in and says, "At some point, we're going to get back to normal." I'm like, dude, your mum, you might kill her. <laughs> you can't just be saying, "Well." Gonna happen at some point. Let's you know come and see me. <laughs> I was just thinking, oh god, this is what's gonna happen. Everyone's just my, gonna go nuts. My dad never stopped it, even with his COPD. He's been working constantly throughout it because he's mostly by himself, so he doesn't actually like. As he's a brickie, he doesn't really interact with anyone other than like the person who he's working for will like, pass him a coffee every now and then or make him a bacon sandwich, and occasionally <laughs> I'm there. That's pretty much it. So he's he's battled for it. He's had his first one, and I think he's got his second one in june so it'll be all right he's still ticking over old boy yeah my dad's had both of his his actually yeah his his lung issue is the same thing it's coming from manual labor he's a built he's a joiner by trade so he works obviously with fucking sawdust and all that kind of shit and building houses and all that kind of stuff his entire life so i'm assuming that's where it's come from as well yeah gotta be so fucking careful doing jobs like that it's fucking Mm -hmm. nuts isn't it blossom's uncle passed away i think december not the one just gone the one before just before everything went to shit and he he died from complications from that sort of thing and asbestos as well oh jesus yeah yeah like just like latent in there it's just suddenly got progressively and progressively worse so yeah it's really like shitty thing to do more reason yeah because you can't like once all that shit's on your lungs and everything you can't just get it out yeah it's the same like i have i've had asthma since i was i had an asthma attack on the way home from school and i was uh, 11 11 yeah it's first year of high school and i remember that i just couldn't keep up with my friends i was really struggling <laughs> and it was i was doing the kind of walk three or four steps and have to stop because i was <gasps> <sighs> yeah, yeah. <gasps> like that 
And I just thought I couldn't understand what was happening. And at the time, it was kind of, we know so much more now about medical things. You need to go home and check and all that kind of thing. And I got home and mum just said, Jesus Christ, what's what's wrong? You look really flush and you're sweating and stuff. I was like, I can't breathe. I'm really struggling to breathe. <laughs> this isn't. And I just sat on the couch and just kind of took my longest time to just get my breath in and get normal. So we go to the doctors and just say, yeah, you, you've got asthma. I was thinking, how have I got asthma? Where? Obviously, you <laughs> know, at happen? the time, both my parents smoked. As I mentioned on this show, my mum started smoking when she found out she was pregnant. Fucking amazing. <laughs> And my dad was a smoker as well. So I yeah. live in a smoke-filled house and obviously fucking uh, CFCs back then and car exhaust and all that shit. It was proper. <laughs> and I live and I live up north as well, Benny, as you know. So it's not exactly the cleanest place in the world. And it's fucking council estate, all that shit. So <laughs> it was proper. It was a miracle. It took me till that late to get it. But but then ever since, I think since I was about 19, I've just I started exercising and swimming and all that kind of thing. And I just learned to manage it and kind of get yeah. better with it. But you can never, you can't just get rid of it. It's there now. My lungs have that kind of defect. And in the summertime... Yeah, I'll have it forever. Yeah, in, in the summertime, I obviously, I get hay fever. And there weak. are some nights... Because, I'm <laughs> because you are genetically deficient and you get hay fever, unlike me, big strong boy who does not get hay fever. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> hey, as I mentioned before, my hair's genetically stronger than yours. So we'll take, we'll, I'll, it's a trade-off. It's a trade-off. Mate, I'm going to be, be fair, a silver you fox. Because you can breathe and I can't. <laughs> I'm like Phil, it's weird, like, up in this bitch. I've said to Sarah for the longest time, I want my hair to go all white so <laughs> I can then shave it into a mohawk and have a white mohawk. That'd be fucking look awesome. I'd be so happy to have that. You turn, but, to, turn into your GTA character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, there are some nights in the summer with my hay fever that if I go upstairs, it must be something to do with air pressure in the house or something mm-hmm. weird. The second I get halfway up the stairs, I start. To, I can feel my chest start to close, and I and I can't go into our bedroom. If I go and lie down in our bedroom, I'm done for the night. I am like like <gasps> like that, and I can't. I just can't get my breath. So I have to sleep downstairs, which I don't mind doing because it's, it's a lot cooler downstairs. But yeah. I don't understand why downstairs I'm okay. Yeah, now upstairs, my asthma just really flares up. And we've never, you know, we've never been able to work it out. I don't know if it's, it can't be the heat or anything because, mm. I don't know, it kind of equalizes in the house. But anyway, something I, I'm I bet oh, go on. if you're, um, if you're uh, redecorating involves uh, changing the carpet on the stairs, you'll see that around the middle, around the middle step, Sarah just planted a shit ton of like uh, buttercups. <laughs> just like under the carpet, just to just to trigger you when you go up the stairs, just to get me back for all the time to take shots at. Her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll teach you. Right, you son of a bitch. I've planted a flower <laughs> bed on the on the seventh step. <laughs> you know, it was weird, right? Uh, we were talking maybe the first or second episode about having preconceived notions about men doing certain jobs. I oh my god! I, I literally it. have a story about this as well. But oh my you... god, that's insane! That is insane! Yeah. So get my vaccination on Wednesday. And I'm sat there, and there was four. There's basically four pods where we went, where I was getting my vaccination done mm-hmm. at the hospital. And in one of the pods was a male nurse. And in my head, I went, oh, "I hope I don't get the man." <laughs> <laughs> he won't do and it. Then, right. And then I had to catch myself, and I was thinking, "Why would you even say that? He's done the same training as everyone else. He's just a man." But I had that absolute preconceived. <laughs> He's not a female nurse. He can't be any good. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> I've become the thing I hate. 
I, I, I was a little bit off actually. My story involves um, seeing a man uh, on his own around children and immediately thinking the worst of him. Oh, so God. like my obviously uh, schools went back today around. Well, I don't know if it's the same for you, but around uh, where I work they do. And my first delivery this morning was outside of a school in uh, in Great Yarmouth. And um, after I delivered all the stuff to the person, I get back got back into the van. I just see this man like standing on the corner. Uh, looking into the school, like looking at the children going into the school, and like the reptilian lizard brain in me just thinks, going, "Oh my god, this guy's like dodgy. He's going to terrorizing these children." And then, like a couple of seconds later, like my actual logical side of my brain is, "No, his kids probably just now walking in. He's making sure that they're safe." But just yeah. for that brief second, I turned into one of the teenage girls that terrorized Adam in the park. <laughs> it wasn't Adam, was it? <laughs> Maybe they were right all along. We should be careful. <laughs> That's where he is right now. He's outside a school somewhere waiting. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, we can say anything we want. He's not here. It's great. It's true, true. He can't defend himself. <laughs> it's true. He can't defend himself. We're going to win this argument easily. Two to, <laughs> two to zero. He's got nothing. <laughs> can you believe Jon Snow has had a kid at 73? What a hero. That's my man. Fucking hell. 73? Do you think he's dressing up that kid with, like crazy socks and wacky ties <laughs> he's gonna give his kid his first swingometer <laughs> i was just imagining his wife has to go in and change two nappies every day now she's got to do john's and the babies fucking wow. 73 that's just nuts good on him man good to know that everything's still working down there i mean you say good on him but i think he's got a screw loose <laughs> why would you do it at 73 though why why would i do it at 33 Dude, 33 is no, nothing now, though. True. Hey, well, we're the know. first. I'm overweight. Our, I'm not going to last that long. Our generation is the first that's, that like lives through their 20s twice. Because back in the, like way back in the day, by the time you were 25, you should have had a house and three kids and be set for life, and you've got your job that's going to last you forever, and that's it. Yeah. Whereas whereas now, it's it's happening more and more, obviously because of house prices and the the cost of living and all that kind of thing not increasing or sorry the cost of living increasing and wages not increasing in relevance to the cost of actual living yeah that more and more people are living at home like you guys you're you're getting your first house and you're going to be like 33 34 when you get your first house yeah and blossom's going to be probably you know older than that yeah she's 37. whereas yeah exactly and that's happening more and more nowadays mm-hmm. so you're not okay you're, you're 33 but it's not the same as being 33 back in the day. Christ, Benny, if this was, like as we talked about last week, if this was the 1870s, you'd only have about five more years left to live. <laughs> let alone kind of fucking, yeah. Let alone thinking, oh, I might be halfway through. No, you're nearly done. I'm already dead. In the 1870s, <laughs> I'm, I'm catch already the dead. plague tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. I've already got the bubonic plague. I'm dead, and you're going to get it tomorrow from some dirty rat or something. I don't know where you get off saying that uh, we're in the same generation when you're seven years older than me. I'm a, I'm a straight up millennial. You're a generation like I know, Xer. I know. I am late Gen X. <laughs> I am the last. I'm the last embers of Generation X. <laughs> That's wow. We didn't even plan that segue, but I was going to mention Kurt Cobain actually this week, only because it was the anniversary of. Uh, sorry, it was his birthday mm-hmm. last week, and I was going to mention this last week, but we ended up doing way too much. I know we talked about celebrities that had an effect on us when they died. And I remember we both said, because you had Murray Walker, and then we both had Rick Mail, who was a huge one for both of us. And and I'm assuming if people 
God, that's how mad is that that some people listening to this might not know who Rick Mail is. Rick <laughs> Mail was a was Rick Mail was part was basically a a comedian who started out doing stage shows and all that kind of thing, and then graduated on to doing TV and films and all that kind of thing. He played Captain Flashheart in Blackadder. He's the he's Fred in uh, Right Side Fred, not Right Side Fred, Drop Dead Fred. Right Fred <laughs> Jesus Christ, Drop Dead Fred. I say I don't remember Right Side Fred looking like that. <laughs> yeah, but he was just a, a lunatic, and he came out of this this alternative comedy scene that was huge in Britain in the eighties, revolving around sort of down with conservatism and all that kind mm. of thing. At the time, it was. And it blew it all up come massively. Out of, like the universities, didn't they? They were all, they were all like yeah, university yeah. students who like got into yeah. comedy. And then he was obviously he was in the Young Ones and a fantastic show called Bottom about two losers <laughs> trying to just get laid and you know make money and all that kind of thing. But he was a British icon and he would do amazing things. So people would write to him and say, "My friend's in the hospital. He's really sick. We don't think he's going to make it. Could you write him a letter?" So Rick Mail would write these letters that were just awful. Like that, if you if you didn't know they're from Rick Mail, you'd be thinking, "Who the fuck has written this to me?" This is <laughs> this is. Ap-. But he just slagged them off and say they were selfish and calling them <laughs> stupid bastards and all this. But it was all everybody ever wanted off him. That that was yeah. what they wanted off him. He was one of the only celebrities that had a, a massive effect on me when he died. He was one of my absolute heroes growing up. I just yeah, loved everything he did and thought. Because yeah. my, for some reason, my parents let me watch Bottom when I was young, and then that that um, progressed into me having all of the uh, the live shows on tape, and then yeah. going back and watching the young ones and um, Guesthouse Paradiso, which is a <laughs> fantastic, fantastic film, which is just basically it's, Bottom it's, the film. Yeah, it's very British humour, isn't it? If you yeah. don't, good I British don't know if humor, anybody... not like current British humour. Yes, I don't know if anybody listening to this is even outside of the UK because I've never, I've not checked, but. <laughs> It's that kind of because because uh, Monty Python is always the thing that everyone goes to, don't they? They mm-hmm. always go. Americans will always talk about Monty Python being, oh, well, you know, I saw Life of Brian or fucking whatever, and yeah, I was a, I was a huge Monty Python fan. Whereas the alternative comedy scene was, it was that kind of stupidness of Monty Python, but there was an edge to it, and and yeah. kind of it was kind of slapstick as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, and every time in Bottom. The two main characters get into a fight, and it was always stupid, or they'd insult each other, and all that kind of thing. But yeah, that one really bummed me out. And but the, the first one that bummed me out, getting back to my original point, the first one was obviously was Kurt Cobain. My cousin was the first person I heard the Nevermind album from, mm-hmm. and I listened to it. I think I listened to it seven times in a row. I just had <laughs> it on all day. I just couldn't because yeah. I'd grown up on that. Because even though I was young when it came out, I think it came out in '92. I think. I'd grown up on that music, so I was well aware of that kind of music, and even that, like hair metal and all that. And my mum was a a goth when she was younger, so my mum was into Judas Priest and Black Sabbath, and so I heard all this music. And my dad was into the the kind of softer stuff, but still guitar stuff like Di- Status Quo, Dire Straits, yeah. all that kind of thing. So I just I heard this music all the time. So when Nirvana hit, I was one of those people who was just, "What is this? I have." <laughs> this is like nothing I've ever heard before. Yeah, and then you just end up, you know, you just start reading about him, and he's just this chill dude, doesn't want the limelight, happy to just live his life. And I was like, oh my god, yeah, I, I get this guy. He, it was the classic, the absolute classic. <gasps> he actually speaks to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was that. Oh my god, he's just me in a band. Yeah. He knows how I'm feeling. Oh my god, <laughs> it was it, it was exactly exactly that. 
So obviously when he died, and, and the way he died as well, and it's it's interesting that the way we understand mental health now and all that kind of thing, all the warning signs were there when he was doing interviews and all that kind of thing. And he might have been able to get help nowadays. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, you know, in the early 90s, there was, there was nothing like that. It was just, you're rich and famous, shut up, why are you complaining? Kind of thing. Yeah, Instead exactly. of looking, you know, deep into his past or you know, what made him actually deeply unhappy. But I was, so here was, here was what I was wondering. Who do you think for the kids now, do, are they going to have that person that if they die at a young age and it's a big shock, because even, mm. even Rick Mail was a big shock because he was only 50 something. It wasn't like he yeah. was 85. It wasn't like, like Sean Connery dying was sad because he's a British icon. He's an icon. He's James Bond. But, you know, okay, yeah, he was like, though. Well, that is true. He used to hit but, women. He used to advocate hitting women. He did advocate fuck Sean, hitting fuck women. Fuck Sean Connery. There, I'll say it. All of his, all of his Bond films are bad. Piers Brosnan's the best <laughs> James Bond. Don't you forget it. To be fair, I genuinely, I was always more partial to Roger Moore because he did it kind of with a joke. So I was <laughs> always more partial to Roger Moore. But somebody like that, like, well, okay, yeah, he's like 85 or something. He's, he, yeah, he's going to die at some point. Even Murray mm. Walker, he had a great innings. Oh, definitely. Whereas... Yeah. Yeah, whereas Rick Mail was more of a, oh, fuck, he's only 50-something. That's mm-hmm. shit. You know, he could have done so much more. And even worse for somebody like Kurt Cobain or Amy Winehouse or when they're super young, it, it does hit more. Yeah. And I was wondering if you thought of, is there anybody today that if they died, the youth would be kind of, we've lost a voice type thing if they were young? Is it wrong that the first name that comes into my head is Mr. Tumble? If Mr. Tumble died, the, ch- the children, maybe not like the young children today, but the slightly older ones would lose their apps to collective mind. Mr. Tumble succumbed to the, fucking... the, fa- the heady fame of his, of his career. That's such a good shout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good shout. I'm annoyed I know who but Mr. You think, Tumble is. But do you think it'd be that, that outpouring of grief? <laughs> or do you think they'd just, they'd just move on? I know it's the cliche. I know it's the cliche that younger people nowadays don't care and they just move on to the next thing and it's all quick, 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 fast, 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 yeah. you know, bite-sized everything, news reports, Twitter feed, TikTok, you know, that kind of, they just want things quickly, quickly, quickly. Would they have that kind of, oh my God, we've because like, like when Cobain died, oh my God, we've got to go, we've got to go to a kind of like vigil to mourn this guy who none of us have ever met or will ever <laughs> know and have never known, but we have to go and show that we loved him and what he meant to us. And I can't, I can't think of anybody. Uh, the first thing was, was like Justin Bieber, maybe. Maybe, but I think he, like, I think they've missed a the boat on him. I think he's a bit too old for that now. I was thinking like maybe um, that dude that Adam mentioned yesterday, that Ryan lad, if he like um, succumbed to his his fame, like because <laughs> I assume lots of kids watch that, and he's getting he's being exploited by his parents, so it might become too much for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, when he gets to sort of 24, 25, he's like, yeah, I can't do this anymore type thing. Yeah. I'm sick of living in front of the camera. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, but then they don't... I don't know. Would his audience still be watching him at that point? I don't know. Or would I don't he know. Just I, was, I, was, I grew up on Rick Mail, and I was still watching his stuff when he died. Yeah, true. I, I, I followed that man to the ends of the earth. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Every time his every time his black adder clips come up on Facebook, I'll share it every time, exactly. and I've seen them a hundred times, a hundred times, and every time his fucking mustache starts to fall off, I just crack up <laughs> laughing. I can't help it; it's just so stupid. 
it's the same with like um, Aid Edmondson as well. Like he has, he used to had that cooking show for a little bit where he travelled around in a stupid little caravan. Yeah, and yeah. It wasn't very good, but I watched every episode because it's him, and he was in like one of the Star Wars films. It's right? Eddie. Like, it's Eddie Hitler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There goes yeah. Eddie Hitler in it's a little caravan. Eddie Space Hitler. But then, I'd, like, musically, I couldn't think. And then I was thinking, would it be? I guess we just mentioned it, but would it be a YouTube person? Yeah. Is it Mr. Beast or fucking PewDiePie or KSI. KSI or somebody like that? Would there be this kind of... I mean, yeah, there'd be shock. There's always shock when somebody young dies because it's that weird kind of... It's out of time. Like, you're not meant to die at that age kind of thing. But if they died, would be would there be this kind of... I don't know. We've got to go to, to like a YouTube vigil or something <laughs> or we've got to put this, this candlelight video up for an hour or something to show our respects or... I don't know. I feel but like I that would happen if PewDiePie died, since like he is like a quarter of YouTube with all of his uh, followers. I guess so, yeah. But I don't think. I, maybe that's me. Maybe that's me misunderstanding the Ute. I guess maybe that's <laughs> me misunderstanding them. The Ute. That I'm. I'm. As an older man, I'm assuming it wouldn't have that effect on them that somebody like Kurt Cobain had on me or Rick Mail had on you. Is that right? I don't know. Is that wrong? Or is that just me being an old guy? I don't know. <laughs> Now I'm, now I'm thinking about what happened to the um, of YouTubers when I was young. What's happened to Chocolate Rain Guy? Where's he? Is he okay? Re- Chocolate Rain Guy, I've... if you're listening to this, reach out to us. We love you. <laughs> I have no idea what any of them were up to. That's the thing. Even even music now, the only person I can think of that would supremely, supremely bum me out is Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, because I think yeah, he's a I fucking genius. That would absolutely bum me out. But then I also I also don't know if kids have that connection to music. I know obviously I, I'm talking generalization. I'm aware <laughs> that some children do have that connection to music. I'm not saying none of them do. But I'm wondering, is there somebody that children listen to? They're like, oh, oh my god, yes, you are absolutely talking to me. Because it just seems it's all to me as an old guy. It just seems it's all cookie cutter, yeah, pop yeah. music. You know, stick it in the. Simon Cowell machine and see what comes out the other exactly. side type thing. Yeah, Taylor Swift the band- maybe? Yeah, t- that's a good point. That's a good point. I How wish about- nothing but the best for Taylor Swift. I love it a bit. Yes. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. We're big Tato fans over here. No, exactly. uh, How about Drake or somebody like that? Eh, I was like, okay, so Drake would have nowhere near, even if he died in exactly the same way as Biggie or Tupac, he'd have nowhere near that, that relevance or that because Biggie and Tupac was the same. For for people who love that, that was their Kurt Cobain. Yeah, that was yeah. just oh my god, that's that's this is it. This is the end of an era. This is the end of rap music, basically as we know yeah. it. That's it. It's and I get it. You know, the whole fucking thing is an absolute disgrace and bungled by the police. What a surprise! <laughs> but if it, if it was if it was relevant to today, then yeah, it's probably Drake. Drake wouldn't get that that amount of love. There'd be sadness about it, but he wouldn't get that outpouring of emotion would he i don't think it's probably i mean like i think we're i think we are because we're like not massive like proponents of that style of music i think we are underestimating how big drake is but i do feel like it would make him more relevant like worldwide if you know what i mean because drake is huge i think like he is a massive superstar oh yeah he is a mega mega star but that's but that's kind of my point that's kind of my point is that if you look at numbers and facts, and, and, and you can prove anything with facts, if you look <laughs> at numbers and figures and all that kind of thing, Drake is a way bigger star than Tupac or Biggie ever were. Yes, He's way yes. bigger, way bigger, way more known and all that kind of thing. 
But I think if he died, I don't think it would have that same impact on people as yeah, when Biggie and Tupac died. That's yeah. what I was getting at. That was because yeah. I thought that's why Drake was a good comparison because mm. he's a fucking megastar. Everybody knows who Drake is. Everybody. I'm surprised you but, knew who Drake is. To be honest with me, I know who Drake is. Drake is. I still have my children. finger on the, the the button of the of the pop culture references. I go to many box socials. I'll have you know. <laughs> yes. Hello there, young children. <laughs> Do they play Drake a lot yeah. at the kids parties you go to? Uh, no, but. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know how I keep up to date with pop music? It's because Sarah listens to Tim Pot local radio in her car, <laughs> and that's all they play is fucking the same old song. They play the same twenty eight songs every day. That's all they play. So I hear a lot of Drake. I hear a lot of Drake. I hear a lot of Sean Paul. I hear a lot of Pink. I hear a lot of George Ezra. And like I said last week, some of it, yeah, you know what? It's perfectly fine. Don't mind it. Little mix, yeah, perfectly fine. Don't mind it. George Ezra, I think he's great. I fucking love Ed Sheeran. You know, people like that, you'd think I'd be like, oh, God. But no, I, I think they're really good. Mm. But yeah, that's how I keep my finger on the... Uh, <laughs> on the know pulse. What? You listen to the, the signal fucking... one. No, no, it's Sarah listens to... She has, she has heart on in the car. Okay. But the Benny, they're all the fucking same. I hate <laughs> local radio so much. I hate it so much. It's such a hard job. It's such a hard job for those DJs to do. You're just talking to yourself for like four <laughs> hours. And you've got to think of... Something to say every day, and it can't be too edgy because the sponsors, because it's it's you know it's all based on advertising, yeah, yeah. isn't it? You can't be too edgy, but then you can't be sort of completely fluffy all the time because it'll turn people off. They have such a hard job, but I just can't get on board with it. I just hate it. It's the same <laughs> thing every. It's the same thing every time. Like, oh, there's George Ezra with his latest song. Oh, I couldn't believe it today. On the way into work, I uh, I ran over a squirrel. If you've ever run over a squirrel, text us in the seven eight three two four. Start your message with the word squirrel, and I just think, oh god! And you have these stupid game shows where people ring in and scream down the phone. I'm just like, oh god, it's so bad, it's so bad, I can't take it. Do you know what? I stopped listening to the radio when Chris Moyles left Radio One. That was the last yes. time I ever listened. That was the last radio show I ever listened to. It was his last show, and I was just like, right, that's it. I'm done. There's there's no radio for me now. I'm, I'm out. That's it. <laughs> Radio's so become just, a much uh, more important part of my life now. I drive a van all day. Oh, but uh, if so I haven't got have... the radio, I've got much else to do. What'd you have on? Uh, I listen to uh, Greatest Hits Radio. Oh, I've Hits from the before. 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yeah. Yeah, but that's. that's you see, that's because that's you're old. You yeah, see. Exactly. You are old. <laughs> <laughs> no! Hits from the 70s. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're driving along and the DJ's kind of going, hey, that's right, guys. I bet you remember rocking out to the club with this one in 1973. And you're going, yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Even though you weren't born until like 1990 or something. I was oh, a God. twinkle in Mama Benny's eye. Yeah, that is true. That Although is true. she would have been 13 in 1973, so she better not have been in a club. Again, though, it's the 70s, Benny. Rules were different back then, weren't they? Oh, okay. <laughs> the rules are so different. How old are you? 13? 18? In you come. <laughs> <laughs> thanks mister <laughs> not lads though that was such bullshit wasn't it they'd be like I don't know if this ever happened to you or not but it happened to me so many times this is when I was 1920 and I was going to the club and da club there'd be uh, going to uh, yeah to da club da and clubs. there'd be girls in front of me who were clearly 15 or 16 and the bouncer <laughs> would go alright come on girls in you go and they'd be going oh thanks oh thanks and he'd stop me and go ID mate I'm like are you fucking joking me <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. They wouldn't even idea, so they, they would, wouldn't let us in to 
make sure the ratio is good. <laughs> I remember that specifically happening to me in the the crown in Lowestoft. They wouldn't let me in because there was too many blokes in there. I was like, no, we need to make sure we need to even out the ratio. Go sit in the pub. No dancing for you, Jordan. You got no chance, mate. It's a fucking sausage party in there. Get to the pub. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, sir. The bouncer was trying to save me from myself. Go play on the fruity. Make make twenty quid. Uh, to be fair, it's a good point. Yeah, if I think of myself going to the club at eighteen and nineteen, they shouldn't have let me in. It was a fucking. <laughs> I was a mess. <laughs> Just fucking hitting on everything, pestering women like an absolute <laughs> fucking pest. They didn't oh, let God. me in because they know that I wouldn't like it, and I didn't like it. It's true. Clubs are. Do you shit. Know, yeah, that's right. Actually, I hated. I hated going yeah. to the clubs. I hated it. I would only go because all my friends would say, we're going to the club. And I'm like, oh, fuck, all right, fine then. Because it was me versus kind of seven others because they wanted yeah. to go. So I was like, all right, fine. Fucking hell, we'll go to the... I'm the same as you. All I wanted to do was go and sit in the pub and talk about footy or fucking yeah, American exactly. football or something. That's all I ever wanted to do. I never the wanted to the most to the like, activity I wanted to do on a night out was go and see like a shitty cover band at the local pub. Yeah. And not like dance, yeah, I'll, just yeah. sit there and nod my head and tap my foot. Go to a, a student union concert or, or a concert, a student union gig. That would always be good. Go and see some bands at the um, the Student Union of Manchester. I can't remember what it was called. It had a name. But yeah, but anyway, the Student Union for uh, Manchester Met University. They had some decent bands there back in the day. So I'd yeah. go there and enjoy that. And then it'd be like, right, we're going to the Blue Oyster. Oh, fucking hell, what? Or even worse when I go What's to the, the strip club. To the fucking strip club. Even worse. <laughs> even worse. Fucking nuts. Why am I paying? And you have to pay to get in. Five pound, mate. For what? <laughs> like for the privilege of walking in the door. I know for the privilege of walking in the door and maybe seeing some boobs. Great, <laughs> a side boob. Can, yeah, a bit of side boob. Or maybe you'd catch one guy getting a lap dance, and you'd get to peer in and see what was happening. But that was it. <laughs> I never liked it. Just, was, just see was... the dead look in the stripper's eyes. <laughs> the thousand yard stare. Thousand yard stare. But I never. I would never. Here was my thing. I was like. Paying for a stripper for me was like paying for parking. If I can find a free space, I'm finding a free space. I'm not paying. Sorry. I mean, yeah, okay. I could pay for a lap dance, but if I applied myself, I might get to take a nice girl home for free. I'm not <laughs> paying to look at boobs when I could put some work in and maybe get it for free. Fucking five quid. <laughs> I always felt sorry for them as well. I always felt sorry. I was ne- I never got any kind of, you know, titillation or... Yeah, yeah. X anything like that because it was just fucking greasy and grimy and i just i would just sit there and think god these girls have either something's happened i mean maybe some of them wanted to do it who am i to say for fuck's sake but i always just thought oh god has something gone wrong where you've got to now do this is is like did you take a wrong turn somewhere and now you're doing this to make to make ends meet how did you get and i always felt yeah i always felt really sorry for them which might be completely completely patronizing by me i might be you know, way off base, and maybe some of them were just like, "Fuck it, I'll make that money. Who cares?" You know. Yeah. To be fair, like I said about Georgia the other week, some sad bastard's going to pay me twenty pounds to stand in front of him and wiggle my boobs at him, and he can't <laughs> even touch me. All he can do is look at me, and he's going to pay me twenty quid for ten minutes. Who's the sucker here, really? So, more power to those girls. But I did always feel kind of sorry for them, dude. There was nothing worse than being the last, like the, la- you know, like. <laughs> In the club or the pub, and you had to leave, and then they turned the big lights on. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, we've been stood in here for the past four hours. It's fucking disgusting. Oh. The club now parade the out of here in an orderly fashion, you losers. Yeah, the club or the pub with the big light on. 
Not a good look. Not a good. Everything's just stained and sticky. The bar's just co- the bar's just covered in fucking food and drink yeah. and glasses, and you're just like, oh no, oh no, dude. It's it was it's so much worse, so much worse when you're sober. I can't even tell you. <laughs> if you've had a couple of shandies, you can just look past it. But yeah, fucking hell. I I always knew there was a point. So after I stopped drinking, I still got my friends, but. There's always one drink that tips them over the edge. There's one drink that they have. And I don't just mean a particular style, like a shot or a beer. It could be any alcoholic drink. There's always that one drink at some point in the night, Mm. and it tips them all over from being competent normal people to, well, now you're just completely hammered and I have to leave because I can't sit here with you because it's just pointless. Yeah, It's a really weird thing. And people, I guess, you know, unless you're sober like I am, people wouldn't know that. You'd never notice it. But I would always, luckily, my friends were always okay. Because it gets 11 o'clock and I would just let you say to them, right, I've got nothing to add. I'll see you later. And they go, bye then. <laughs> and, be, and, they, and then they'd off, they go to the Blue Oyster. <laughs> and oh, I'd go home and play Madden or something. Hightower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, not, Georgia, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a weird podcast. It's just a chance for us to chat and get some content out. Hashtag content. Hashtag content. Got to get that content out. Exactly. Georgia has been... I was off today because I um, got the hole in the wall in the kitchen fixed. <laughs> it was, uh, it's was. it been replastered and all done. So I was off today. Georgia's obviously off school at the moment for Easter holidays. And she just... Uh, I went upstairs to her at 10 o'clock in the morning because cause I couldn't have a breakfast. Oh, fucking hell. All right. Took her some breakfast up. And I said, are you going to get out of bed today? And she went, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, fine. All right. So then the war got done about 10 past 12. So I said, right, you can come down and help me make your dinner. So she had a sandwich and cucumber and a few bits. And I said, because she, she sort of walked past me and then walked past the living room and started to go back upstairs. I said, where are you going? So I'm going back to bed. Like, All right. <laughs> so she went back to bed. And then it got to quarter to five. And I went back upstairs. I said, George, you've got to get out of bed. She said, why? And I said, because you... Ca-. I said, mummy can't come home from work. <laughs> and she left you this morning in bed and you're still in bed. I said, she might kill me. And she said, no, okay then. So she came down and she'd been downstairs for five minutes. Sarah walks in through the door and Sarah said, because George is still in her pyjamas. And Sarah said, did you get changed today? And George went, no, I'm just, I'm just got out of bed. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Dropped you right like, in it, tell her. <laughs> drop, drop me in it straight away. But I did think, she's a fucking kid. When she gets to sort of 15, 16, she's not going to be able to do that many times. I'm just letting her enjoy it. Be a kid. Lie in bed all day if you want. She listened to some music. She did some reading. She watched some YouTube for a bit. Mm-hmm. Watched a bit of Netflix. I was thinking, you know what? It's fine. There, there you go. There's some parenting advice for your bed. Parenting. Let your kids stay in bed yeah. all day. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine now and again. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to stimulate them with fucking you know, quantum physics questions every day. It's fine. Sometimes you just want to chill in bed all day and eat crisps and fucking drink pop. All right, fine. You can have a day. Enjoy yourself. Blossom, Blossom and I went to, uh, for for a treat, we went to Sainsbury's on Sunday, which is all the way in oh, Norwich. Oh, racy and, pair. I know. Tell us about it. And then we uh, dropped like 80 quid on clothes because Sainsbury's <laughs> clothes yeah. are just yeah, a little bit different. A little bit more upmarket. The cotton has more threads in it just to make you feel a bit oh, better nice. about yourself. 80 quid. Jesus. <laughs> you must have... An, okay, th- I'll say this, right? 
that 80 quid should do you for the rest of the year. <laughs> Your baby doesn't need any other clothes. They don't need clothes. It's mad. I will so say expensive. that only 20 pounds of that was on me. The rest was on Blossom. Hang on, I thought you were buying clothes for the baby. Oh no, we bought clothes for ourselves. <laughs> we treated ourselves. I thought you meant for the... I no, no. You meant for the treat the yourself. I thought you meant for the baby. Oh, okay, baby okay, okay. Oh, that makes more sense then. That yeah, makes yeah, more yeah. sense. No, I bought myself a t-shirt and some socks. For God's sake. And Blossom bought like four dresses. <laughs> Are you buying a? Are you buying dad clothes now, like mandals, that kind of thing? No, I refuse to be a mandal wearer. A socks and sandals, oh. socks and sandals beast. Blossom always takes the piss out of me because when we first met each other, I had a pair of when I was living in um, Norwich, I had a pair of like really shitty old skate shoes, like DC skate shoes, and she said, "Oh, yeah, what are they? yeah, I know what you're doing." She said, "Oh, what are they?" And I said, "Oh, they're my bin shoes. I wear them when I need to go out to the, put something in the bin or take the bin out." <laughs> <laughs> she still takes the piss out of me for it now. She says, "Oh, you could have them for bin sh- like some like horrible sandals." She said, "Oh, you can wear them for bin shoes." I was like, "No, I'll wear my bin shoes for bin shoes." Why don't you just put on your regular trainers to walk out to the bin? It's They're too good steps. to go out to the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that about you. I never knew you were hash- hashtag bin shoe boy. <laughs> for fuck's sake, that's nuts. Bin shoes. Fuck I don't have out. any at the minute. Do but have, when we uh, when we get the house, one? I might purchase some. Like they were like these really. There's, I might have a picture of. I might find a picture of them, dig them out for you. They, they were like these old raggedy. They were DCs. They were black and blue and orange. Like really like um, really loud, really garish. And I was like, no, I'll just wear them to go out to the bin. Like, like at one point they were like my actual trainers, but they've been of worn course, to yeah. the point where where they were just like well, they're one one trip away from actually going in the bin themselves. So I was like, well, I'm going to make keep some. I like them, so I'm going to keep some use for them, and they're going to be my going up to the bin shoes. If uh, if Craig <laughs> and Calvin listen to this, do you have like haircut shoes or do you have shoes or do you have haircut shoes or driving shoes or anything else, or is it just bin shoes? Is there any other kinds of shoes you have? I did used to have driving shoes. I had shoes that were like um, Puma used to make trainers, which had like. Um, they were like really like flat on the bottom, and they were supposed to like um, like mimic a car tire, like a, or like a racing car tire. And I had a couple of them, and I only wore them if I was going to drive. If I like, because you could not walk in them; they were so thin, they would shatter your feet to pieces. The same reason why I can't wear Converse. <laughs> I love Converse, but they destroy my feet because they're so yeah, flat yeah. and low to the ground. Driving shoes and bin shoes. <laughs> yeah. if it's good enough for shoe me, it's good enough for me. That's a fair point. That's a, if it's good enough for the goat, then yeah, exactly. it's good enough for you, isn't it? Exactly. You're the soap. You're the shoes of all time. You're the soap. <laughs> the greatest bin shoes of all time. <laughs> the G boat. The greatest bins of all time. Okay. Well, normally this would be the time where we do the quiz, but I guess we can. I guess we can get out of here. We've filled a good forty-five minutes. Fucking somehow, I have no idea. I can't believe we've gone forty-five minutes. What the actual fuck? I thought it would be like 20. 20 and out. And I could have an yeah, early so night playing City Skylines. Oh, okay. We're going to go a bit longer. You motherfucker. I turned that game on last night to get those <laughs> things. And I just had this little tingle of like, oh, it's such a good <laughs> game. And I'm already thinking, oh, I could do this. Why don't I try and do this? <laughs> I was just, oh, no. Oh, no. Have you started your city? Have you started? I got it up to the like the milestone of where... You unlock parks and whatnot, which I think is like twelve hundred people, just so you can yeah. start getting the um, your land value and up everything. But yeah, I've planned out my city nicely. 
it's going to come along. Oh, I might stream nice. it. I might just like have a nice chill out stream. That's a good idea. On twitch.tv slash jbenny. There you go. Cheap plug. Did you... Don't forget to look at... Uh, have you got the right roundabout systems down? Because there are certain roundabouts that are really good that I use for I use for every single major roundabout off a motorway. There's a particular one that's perfect for it. But you have I, to custom make it yourself. Oh, okay. I haven't got any roundabouts in my thing yet. I, I was playing... Uh, okay. like, I've got like the main road going through the city and I was going to... like put one on there once it got big enough if you know what I mean yeah yeah because the idea is you want to avoid you want to avoid having loads of junctions yeah because obviously the cars have to stop so you want to have as many roundabouts as you can if possible and only at the most four exits coming off it if it's a certain size because it'll just clog up so city. you want me a... to turn my city into Milton Keynes is what you're saying basically yeah every city <laughs> has to be so what I do is I have I'll have a roundabout and then I'll have a section off that roundabout, and it's only—it's like its own little contained kind of area. And then sometimes <laughs> there'll be, and there'll be—I'll do—I'll do lots of walkways as well. So an area will back onto another area. You can't access it by road, but you can access it by footpath. So then people can walk as well and not have to clog up the roads. I do bike lanes, all kinds of shit. This is incredibly, incredibly dull, but I love that game <laughs> so much. <laughs> and, and, uh, I just opened it last night and I was just, oh no! And I saw the little, the little blue worm, the little blue bird in the circle. I was like, oh no! I, I just I know. What it was like, I, I, I'm back on as it. I do. Like first thing in the morning, I was just looking through like my YouTube recommendations, whatever. And then this like, it was like starting a beginner city from in vanilla city skylines by a guy called um, City Planner Plays. I think he's like an actual real life city planner, and he plays oh, okay. City Skyline. And he just like. I, it's one of those things there, like almost like ASMR, where he's got like a really soothing voice and he plays like really chilled out music yeah. in the background. And I just, you know, the video was like hour and a half long, and I just like watched the whole thing, and then that inspired me to play it. Yeah, I gotta say, if anyone, anyone's listening to this, if you can get hold a copy of City Skylines, it's the most chilled out game you'll ever play. I've said, yeah. it, I think I've said it on it before, but I will happily spend two hours decorating a park. <laughs> thinking, oh, that tree should go there. Ah, no, no, I'll put a bush there instead so that at night time when it's lit up, it'll look more, you know, it'll look more pretty. <laughs> it's stupid stuff like that. It's mad, but it's such a good game. Such a good game. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to get back into it now and that's all your fault. Let's get out of here. Thank you for listening, everybody. Benny, anything else from you, mate? No, just um, thank you very much for agreeing to do this two-man podcast and keeping the hashtag content going. Hopefully Adam will be back <laughs> next week. Well, yeah, hopefully his court case will go okay. And uh, he can settle out of court and pay damages to the, all the doctors and people with parenting knowledge that he slagged off over the past 16, 17 weeks. I think he'll be okay. Hopefully the necromancer will bring him back to life, as long as Rick doesn't uh, attack him before he can say anything. <laughs> Canal. All right, there we go. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. <laughs> Bye, everyone.